the dull roar of unintelligible chatter, the light clanging of silverware to plates, the whirring of the printer spitting out the next table's bill, you take in the sights and sounds of this historic small-town restaurant. This building has stood for almost 200 years. It's seen both world wars, the Great Depression, and probably most devastating to its livelihood, Prohibition. Yet it remained all along. But devastation like that is bound to leave its mark, sometimes in more ghostly manners. You snap back to the present as the child in the booth in front of you starts to become fitful, the parents doing their best to calm them. Their servers should be back with their drinks any minute now. You return to gazing at the preserved memorabilia and historical documents hanging on the wall, but your concentration is broken as the server passes by your booth with waters for the family across from you. But much to your confusion, and surely more so to the server, the family that was just there moments ago was suddenly gone, as if they had vanished into thin air. I think she <laughs> thinks it's entertaining but dated. I Okay, first of all, I said it has Heath Ledger in it, and she's like, what? And I was like, <gasps> I, I said it has Heath Ledger in it, like, rip in peace, and she's like, is that the guy from, I was like, The Dark Knight? And she's like, no, like... I was like, 10 things I hate about you? She's like, no, isn't he in, the, he wasn't he the guy from Fast and Furious? I was like, <gasps> <laughs> she thinks, she thought, was thinking of, I can't even think oh, of his name that died. Oh, what's his name? Paul, oh, uh, Paul Walker? Yes. Okay. That's it. Oh, yeah, whoops. I was like, no, I was like, <laughs> how do you not know who Heath Ledger is? Hello. You are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And, and there's a delay. There is. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> this episode's a tad bit different. Yeah, I hopefully, <laughs> we've tested this out and I don't think it's going to sound sound very different, but due to inclement weather, we're doing our first Zoom recording. We are. Hey, if it turns out better or easier for you when you're editing, we just, I may I never know. come over again. We'll just do right. this. Honestly, this is probably something we should have tried to tackle to begin with, just because of, you know, COVID is still very much a thing in the year of our Lord 2021, <laughs> and, which is insane. It's so stupid. But especially for listener episodes, when we have people over, maybe if this goes well, we can consider this going forward. Yeah. And this also means if we can get this to work, we could potentially have people not nearby as guests on the show. So correct. if you're like a far away city, listener, out of state, I don't know who all y'all are in Ohio, but we have the majority of our listeners are in Ohio, which is so weird. Like it's not Indiana, which I think is <laughs> strange like but got, cool. <laughs> so like we've got some family in Ohio, yeah. Most of which I don't believe would listen no, to this, but not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. We, ha I mean, there there are some who might be on board, but I don't know. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, due to inclement weather, because as we're recording this, I mean, now this will be no secret if you're from Indiana slash Terre Haute what day we're recording. We're currently in the middle of getting anywhere between 7 and 11 inches of snow. Yeah. So, and I've heard and the I, roads are I'd pretty say, bad. Yeah, I'd say safely there's probably 
maybe probably already three inches on the ground two or three inches roughly i'm maybe. just watching i haven't stepped outside it's supposed to <laughs> snow until like midnight and we're actually doing a recording midday which is also unusual for us so i know maybe this is also something that we'll pick up yeah we're it's it's a holiday it's inclement weather we're just this is all sorts of different so yeah. so let's give it a try let's also try a little midday drinking because we're we don't do that no never no absolutely <laughs> never not even a little bit so <laughs> i can't see it, say anything incriminating i have an eight to five job so uh yes so anyway the other thing that's going to be a little different i don't know on my end is going to be that i usually turn off my air when i'm recording i use specific microphones that really shouldn't pick up the sound too much but sometimes it does so i turn my air off it's currently like wind chill in the negatives so you all can deal with my air like i'm not yeah. turning it off <laughs> and <laughs> i'm using so a very sensitive microphone so you'll probably hear every bump and car drive by and my cat you can hear her hair growing <laughs> you can hear my cat jumping on my work computer behind me i'm currently recording in our office and i'm on this is mostly john's computer but yeah no this Which we're also me, recording. So. We're also doing this through Zoom, so it's kind of weird. Maybe we'll post yeah. clips of the recording depending <laughs> on what we get. Like, we're like staring at each other, but not staring at each other because our webcams are really weird. <laughs> but yeah, maybe this will be, if we don't look too stupid, <laughs> will be content that we put on Patreon. Who knows? Yeah, if we can be not awkward for five seconds while recording yeah so i guess then you'll all see how awkward we are maybe we're not you know what we're not no you're not gonna get this content oh, <laughs> you're gonna it. see how painfully awkward we are i know i know all right well let's start drinking and maybe it will get funnier so right well we have to talk about what we're drinking and why we're drinking it so i've been a little i say a little excited interested to do this episode because I think, spo well, spoilers, I've kind of mentioned it before, a lot of you who listen to this know who I am, so we, as we discussed in the intro, went to M. Mogger's, I, hello? Restaurant what and is, pub. <laughs> restaurant and pub, is it restaurant and pub or restaurant and tavern? I believe it's pub, yes. Okay, well, you, the, the reason <laughs> why so I should bad. know that much better than I do is I work there. So. <laughs> it's okay. I've worked there for a hot minute now, so I should probably know better. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I realized five minutes in, and we haven't said where we're at. We're at Moggers. Yeah. <laughs> Terre Haute, Indiana, at M. Moggers Pub and Red Restaurant and Pub. <sighs> Whatever. It's got food and drinks. <laughs> it's, it's really good, honestly. If you guys... I don't know if you're ever in Terre Haute. Check it out. The food is great. I will make your food for you. I'm back in the kitchen. There is a sister <laughs> restaurant in Illinois, uh, Casey, Illinois. It's Richard's Farm restaurant, I believe, which I actually just went to last night for Valentine's Day. Right, so. and there is a second sister restaurant. There are three total. The other one is literally across, across the, the street, street. <laughs> from Moggers yeah. called Stables. It's like the uh, the high-end sister, if you will hoity-toity yes it's good but actually no i've never been to stable so i don't know moggers is really good and it's for the common folk if you will it's still <laughs> it can be on the pricier side but it is very good i like it yeah slash like i make the food so i'm biased i think it's good 
<laughs> yeah. So we're doing a lot of different things. This is our first, like, it's still a functioning restaurant. It's not run down. There's, we had to go in after hours with permission from the manager. My manager. Yeah. I don't think, not the owners, right? Did you talk to the owners? <laughs> it's okay. It's whatever. They knew what we were doing. So <laughs> they hopefully are fine right. with it. I mean, it's not, the thing is, it's not a secret that this place has a semi haunted history. So I believe the owners have to know that. Right. Or at least have heard people's stories about supposedly things they have experienced. Okay. So M Moggers restaurant and pub. I don't, I don't know. I look at the shirt all like for, well, I work really short shifts because it's my second job. But point is I should know. Doesn't have a house beer or a house wine or anything like that. But what they do have is a beer Something else new to this recording is my cat scratching her scratcher oh, in the I background can hear that. very ferociously. I heard lady. that. <laughs> she just gets really excited about her scratcher. <laughs> so. It's a little guitar. She goes to town. <laughs> it, it even has little strings on it, which she will play sometimes because it's got a <laughs> stop. It's got a feather on it. We're, okay, you're gonna get my cat. You're gonna get the air. You're gonna get sniffles. You it's may not even time. get this episode. We may just trash it and start over. <laughs> I'm just going to toss it and we're going to do something different. <laughs> so anyway, they don't have a house beer, don't have a house wine, but they do have a beverage that is Terre Haute, was Terre Haute local. So I think Megan actually told me she's going to cover some of this, but Listen. I'll just say straight up what we're drinking. We'll just get into what we're drinking right now, which is I'm going to show the camera here because i have that now in addition to saying we are drinking oh clear up Ooh, champagne, champagne velvet, velvet. champagne velvet brand beer it says the beer with the million dollar taste it's not clearing up much at all but you know what do like the it's um, fine do the uh influencer oh, yeah. thing where they're can you see <laughs> <laughs> that is an I nintendo can't. <laughs> i can't Hello. Okay, well, you know what? It's not clearing up. But Champagne <laughs> Velvet, the beer with it. the million dollar flavor. And this was actually a Terre Haute native brew. It was it was brewed here in Terre Haute. It moved, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you're going to cover it, but now it's Probably. currently in Bloomington, Indiana. So we're still local-ish. It's at the Upland Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it's just a very nice, clean I won't. Is it a lager? It's a premium pilsner. Pilsner. Okay. Yes. So it's honestly one of my favorites. It's one of my go-tos. I would say either this or, well, this is what we're drinking. So this is all I'm going to talk about. But usually if it's on tap and that's pretty easy to find here in Terre Haute and I think Indiana in general, I get it because it's so crisp and nice and I enjoy it. Now I'm... (laughs) not drinking champagne velvet because I don't have it here in my home and I'm not going out to get it. So yeah, I had it with the intention of Megan coming here and then surprise. She didn't come here. I'm not leaving the house, but I am still drinking. I picked another can I had in my fridge and I've drank it before. So it's whatever. If you're not a beer person, I'm drinking virtue cider. (laughs) The glare is so freaking bad. Virtue Cider. It's a Michigan apple cider. It's very good. Um, I've talked about it before, so I'm not going to to talk about it again because we're focusing on Champagne Velvet. So, yes, yes. But we both have cans to crack, so we're going to do that. There's a little bit of a delay, so we're going to try to do it in time. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, on do it on three. Okay. Got it? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh. Ah, ah. oh. <laughs> Foamy. Did well, you I drop got to it? Taste it? I got to taste it right away because it started foaming everywhere. You're going to have to describe it. I got nothing. Mine smells like apples and it tastes wonderful. So this is just a very basic, very clean, crisp Pilsner. I don't I don't really know how else to explain it. It's very standard. It's it's a really affordable beer, in my opinion. The whole the beer with the million dollar flavor is kind of a cheesy catchphrase right. thing that they have. But to be fair, it is very smooth. I would drink this all year round. I do drink it all year round. So I don't know, there's no, there's not much to say on it other than if you like pilsners. If you're not even a big beer person, I think this was a real, this would be a really good introduction mm-hmm. because it's about as basic as beer gets in the nicest way. <laughs> well, that's I'm kind of bummed. I'll be 100 percent honest. I've never tried champagne velvet, and I was like, yay, I know, and I was like, I'm gonna try it, and I didn't <laughs> get to try it, so I'll have to try it again another time. I may or may not have been drinking it throughout the week. I do still have two cans <laughs> left, though. So, like, I'll try to hold on to one for you. It's very good. Just That's go fine. give it a try. I'm biased. This would have been better for Megan to try for someone who hasn't <laughs> tried it before. But wonderful. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I should go. That's it. Have dinner at the restaurant and order it. Get the full experience. Maybe some spooky oh, experience. Oh, at, at Yeah. <laughs> a- absolutely. Get the fried mushrooms. <laughs> With horseradish, wonderful. And maybe so a ghost good. sighting. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like in broad daylight while you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people have said they've seen stuff, but that's what we're going to get into now with the history of moggers. Are we ready? Are we ready to go? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I like how I just made like a You looked face, but yeah. <gasps> Now we're going to talk about the history. Okay. And I'm going to drink. I should have grabbed two drinks. What I'm going to talk about first is Champagne Velvet, just because we're starting the episode off with the drink. So I know that's kind of weird, but uh, just to give you a little background on it as to why it's so prevalent to Terre Haute and to Moggers. So what I'm reading, this website is The Growler, like grr, growler. (laughs) Or like a big container that you put alcohol in yeah i guess well i went with <laughs> just <laughs> when i read Rare, it like a growler Rare. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay the Terre Haute brewing company was founded in 1855 and it actually grew to be one of the largest breweries in indiana which is like super shocking go us in 1902, Terre Haute brewmaster Walter Braun created a lager called Champagne Velvet. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does say since 1902, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That quickly became the flagship beer of the company. Like, that was the face of Terre Haute Brewing Company. And we've drank some you beers can- from them. Uh, so it's kind of funny that this is what defined Terre Haute Brewing Company in the early 1900s. Because it's so drastically different. Like, we'll post a picture of this beer as well. But yeah. for those of you that can see it, this is such a... It is a very classic-looking can. It kind of yeah. reminds me of, like, a penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because it's got the copper color, but it also has, it's just a very timeless packaging. 
Yeah, and it's 100% evolved over time. It did not look like that 100 years ago, 120 years ago. So, okay. it, oh, it has been almost 120 years, hasn't it? Yeah. Yikes. Yep, pushing it. Ooh. While the beer helped the brewery spread its market and fame during the next two decades, prohibition forced the brewery to close and its assets were sold. Womp womp. Terre Haute got yeah. hit hard. And I could. I could veer off into how Terre Haute was affected by Prohibition, but we're really getting off topic at that point, so I'm going to stick with... I found a lot of interesting articles, but not necessarily having to do with moggers. So, now this could have been the end of Champagne Velvet, as it was with thousands of other beer brands throughout the United States. Instead, it was resurrected and changed several times over the years. Not just the way it looks, but the, the formula and the recipe behind the beer. So Terre Haute wasn't able to reorganize in time to get the rights to the beer back. So a new investor actually bought it and it was reintroduced. It still kept the name of Champagne Velvet. The new brewers were able to draw on the recollection of the living brewery employees from the pre-prohibition period. So they were able to get all their monies and get this all together. But the technology of the brewing had changed, and because of that, they the, the taste changed. And it said it was like the old version, but it did taste a lot better. So, yeah, it's not that... It did taste a lot better, or it didn't? It says, when old-time Terre Haute employees tasted it, they didn't claim it was, quote, just like the old version, but that it was better than the old version. Okay. And I wonder... I mean, depending on how long it was gone, I wonder if that's a matter of, like, it's been gone for so long we forgot how it tasted. This is just as good as I remember, if not better, kind of thing, you know? I don't remember when Prohibition hit. It doesn't say what year, but it was resurrected in 1933. So it was created in 1902, came back in 1933. Did it happen? Man, this is how you know we are not brushed up on our U.S. history. Did it happen in the 10? It happened in 1920. 1920 to 1933. Yeah, it was the 20s. Oh, so in 30... Okay, so, well, they bought the rights to it in 33. The actual relaunch of the beer was on March 17th, 1934. So we're getting close to its relaunch anniversary. So there's that. Yeah, so it only took them... Because Prohibition ended December 5th, 1933, so it really only took them a little over three months. Well, dang, they were on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually... I mean, people wanted their alcohol back, let's be honest. I feel like a lot of people claim that their city is Sin City. Terre Haute really does have that name of Sin City. A lot of people refer to Terre Haute as Sin City. And I feel like there is some merit to that because when Champagne Velvet was relaunched, the city of Terre Haute celebrated with a parade, which had bands and a march, uh, a band that played a march specially written for the occasion. So, and man, me being <laughs> a music major and everything and having been in marching band, I kind of wish I would have looked into that or knew what that march was. I'm sure it I may have say. come across it because I went through the history of I went to Indiana State University. I went through the history of like writing the alma mater and the school song and the variations in the what's the word I'm looking for? The evolutions that it went through mm-hmm. to be where it is today. Yeah. So, who knows? So, also, I was in music fraternities that they went through a lot as well. So Yeah. It doesn't say here what 
I'm sure a quick search could pull it up, but it doesn't actually list here what the song was or whatever. I'll keep doing that. But by the end of its first year in production, Champagne Velvet was available in 19 states, and it was firmly established as an Indiana favorite. So if you're an Indiana native and you haven't had Champagne Velvet, i.e. me, you need to get some and try it because it's we're just really known for Champagne Velvet. So here's a little bit of the movings around of Champagne Velvet. It said that after Terre Haute Brewing Company made its last beer in 1958, this is before it was also resurrected the whole brewery. The brewery did. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like I would have known that the Terre Haute Brewing Company had stuck around because I feel like no. it's had a recent resurrection. Yes, within the last couple of years. But okay. after Terre Haute Brewing Company made its last beer in 1958, the Champagne Velvet label was still popular. And because of, we're going to call it CV, because of CV's following in Illinois, Atlantic Brewing Company in Chicago picked up the brand. It came back to Indiana for a few years, and then it was made at Drewers. Drewries? That's like Drew, R-Y-S. Drewries. It's out of South Bend. That's Indiana. Okay. And then Drewries was acquired by Heilman of La Crosse, Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. it just, like, keeps bouncing and bouncing. It was also brewed for a few years at the Brewing Company of Oregon in Portland. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, why? What? Why? Selling rights, I'm sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It keeps going on. Heilman agreed not to market it to avoid trademark suits by the makers. And then in 1975, the Pickett Brewing Company of, forgive me, Dubuque, oh, Iowa. <laughs> I don't think oh. you guys pronounce it that. <laughs> um, it's not. How do you? How is it spelled, Megan? D U, B U, Q U E. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Dubuque. That's what Dubuque. <laughs> no one is saying. So yeah. it's I in saw Iowa. Your can come in. Sorry, I saw your can come into view, and I was like, "What is that? <laughs> Did you not see my thumb? It's me. No. <laughs> okay." Pickett was the setting for the movie Take This Job and Shove It, which I just hmm. thought that was funny. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of it. So Pickett brought back Champagne Velvet, and the people before promptly sued them. So hmm. their defense was that Champagne Velvet wasn't a malt liquor. It was actually a malt beverage and was stronger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. We're really splitting hairs here. Yeah. They event Pickett eventually won the suit. The people who brought it back and were being sued, they won the suit, but they gained very little from it. I feel like that might be a fair argument, though, because malt liquor and malt beverage, like, there's a big difference between a liquor and just a beverage. Yeah. Like, this is not a can of vodka. Well, they kind of soured, for lack of a better term, the Champagne Velvet brand because it became known as a cheap beer. It, it gained the reputation for being a cheap beer because of all that. Like, because of all the mess it drug it through, it, yeah, it was just kind of a blah beer. So let's fast forward a little bit. In Bloomington, Indiana, Upland Brewing Company founded its brew pub in 1998. In 2012, Upland was looking for a special champagne velvet, or a special beer to make in celebration of its 15th anniversary, and their sights were set on champagne velvet. 
we really wanted to pay tribute to Indiana Brewing Heritage and Champagne Velvet was natural for us. So long story short, it's now packaged and sold by Upland Brewing Company, and they are the owners of it today in 2021. And Upland has a lot of really good beers, if you ever want to check them out. A lot of notable beers, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, it says Champagne Velvet has quickly become one of Upland's best-selling beers. And it's distributed through the same range as the other breweries' products. So Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, parts of Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah, so... Is that all you have on Champagne Velvet? Pretty much. I skimmed a lot of it. I didn't want to get too deep into it. There's like a whole mess of stuff on it. Well, because I realized in explaining Champagne Velvet and all of that, I didn't give a lot of information like we usually give on our alcohols. And I am on Upland's website and I could kind of give you the quick, quick and dirty on Champagne Velvet as far as Upland has. They have the quick history on it. And it cracks me up the way they explain it. It said, in 1902, Walter Brunn, the son of German immigrants, created a recipe for a new Pilsner beer named Champagne Velvet. Over the next 50 years, it grew to become one of Indiana's most popular beers, a go-to for many of our grandparents and great-grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> and I realize yeah. that I think they're talking back in the early 1900s, pre-Prohibition and even after Prohibition. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I am not a grandparent grandparent nor am i a great grandparent but i do still enjoy it so it was and it says it was quote the beer with the million dollar flavor which wasn't just marketing fluff it was actually insured with a one million dollar policy so that answers the whole million dollar thing Mm -hmm. industrial consolidation took down this regional favorite the recipe went missing for many years until a fan rescued the handwritten recipe from deep in a trademark portfolio Upland reformulated the recipe using the scrap of paper and proudly brings this Midwestern legend back to life. Champagne Velvet has a refreshingly light Pilsner body with some sweet complexities given off by the corn malt used in this recipe, making this the perfect lager. It's smooth and light, but still full of flavor, the perfect everyday beer for craft beer drinkers and a step up for domestic drinkers. So I feel kind of bad because I feel like I've always sort of classified it in the domestics, but I guess it's a step above, a level above, if you will. Welcome to Terre Haute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then just the quick, it has a 5.5 ABV, so pretty pretty standard, I think. Mm-hmm. I, IBU, which admittedly I cannot for the life of me think what IBU stands for, is 29. The yeast is Bohemian Lager. The malt is pis, pils, Pilsner. <laughs> Pilsner malt, corn, and cap, uh, carapils. And then hops is Cluster and German Tetning. Like, I know any of that. I know the ABV. I know it does not surprise me that the malt comes from corn because, hello, Indiana, we worked with what we had and what we still have. So a very interesting beer overall. I think if you dig in, if you dig into any beer's history, it's going to have interesting things. But maybe it's just a little more interesting to us because it's local. It's personal kind of thing. I see it happening right here. Right. I sell it in. I sell it. Our restaurant sells it every day. Well, and now we're going to tie it back to Moggers. I know we spent a little bit of time on the beer, and that's fine. That's because it's all kind of in the same block, actually, with it just right across the street is Terre Haute Brewing Company. So they're all kind of together. It's Terre Haute is really trying to build its downtown, which God bless, we need it. We I have think they're doing a, a good college, job so far. Right, we have the college right across the street, and they're doing nothing 
really to to cater to the college students and we actually have a lot of colleges here in Terre Haute surprisingly ISU being the one that's like right there so it it just it makes sense to no it doesn't I think people are afraid the older generations are afraid of it becoming the stereotypical college town where like everyone's running a mug and stuff no but give like, them something no it's it just needs to be fresher I think Terre Haute has long been a place where we've described to outsiders where Terre Haute's where you go to die like Terre Haute <laughs> is where you go to settle down and be done with all the things you all the exciting things you've already done Terre Haute mm-hmm. has Indiana State University it has Ivy Tech College just outside it's just in West Terre Haute so I'm still counting it is St. Mary the Woods College we've got Rose Holman Institute of Science and Technology we've got Harrison College there are a lot of colleges here in Terre Haute Indiana the city itself is made up of about 60 to 70,000 people I guarantee you at least half of that are college students. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I would say close to half are college students. Probably. Yeah. So, and Terre Haute's doing stuff. You know, Terre Haute Brewing Company came back. Yay. We're happy. They're they're starting to build the main strip of downtown on 7th Street. So they've got, they just put up an arcade bar and... Which I've been to. There are a handful. I haven't been yet. There's a a now pizzeria. There's a dedicated coffee shop. I know it used to be like a coffee shop and cafe, but really the coffee shop was just kind of like a a side note. It wasn't really highlighted upon at the Crossroads Cafe. So Yeah, it felt more like a mom and pop. Your grandparents went there for their Sunday brunch kind of thing. Now it's Federal Coffee, which is a very nice coffee shop. If you've never been, it's very... I like it. I, the atmosphere. They're really hip and with it. So <laughs> it, They really are. They really are. <laughs> so. Like, startup pizza places, like Wise Pies around the corner, and then you've got Scouts, and then you've got Marbotics, and then you've got all these things that are slowly building downtown back up. Moggers being sort of the uh, startup, the root of all of that. Yeah. So One of them. We bring it back to Moggers while you're actually here. We've spent a lot of time talking about other things, but now we're going to talk about Moggers itself. Most of this information you can find on the Moggers website, which is moggers-restaurant.com. That was hard for no reason. I don't understand why. So, uh, Moggers, it says, M. Moggers Restaurant and Pub, located in the E. Bleemel Building, was built in 1837, and it occupies the block between 9th Street and 9th and a half streets on Poplar. Yeah, I guess it is 9th and a half street. That's dumb. Yeah, there's a half for some reason. It's like the only number street in Terre Haute that has, one of the only number streets in Terre Haute that has a half. Now, here's why... I love Moggers. I love the building. Not not even just the, the food, but the actual building is the history behind it. It's, it says it houses a rich part of the history of early beer brewing in the Wabash Valley. Matthias Mogger, the restaurant's namesake, was a German immigrant and one of the pioneers of early brewing. His brewery and Moggers was housed in the building from 1848 to 1868. So I think we got to see a little bit of that in our investigation, like where they would keep the kegs and stuff. It's actually very cool, very scientific, even though they probably didn't realize it was science. But, you know, if you put things deep enough in the ground, it gets cold down there. So look at that. You innovative in the 1800s. So opened in 1996 by Gary and Diane Richards, the owners of Richards Farm Restaurant in Casey, Illinois, which I've now been to twice. Wonderful. It has the exact same feel of Moggers. It's great. 
and stable steakhouse in Terre Haute. Too rich for my blood, but you do you. (laughs) (laughs) I like I don't want to throw staples under the bus. It's past Valentine's Day, so I can say it now. Oh my god. Stables is very good. Stables is very good food. You pay for what you get. The other day was Valentine's Day and they were selling chocolate covered strawberries and I had Megan guess over the phone. They sell them in sets of three. You get three chocolate covered strawberries and they're pretty normal sized strawberries that, I mean, they're good. I got to try one. I asked Megan and she was with her husband. I asked, how much do you think the three were? And I think Megan was like, mm, $12. $12. And John said, $25. John was correct. $25 for three chocolate covered strawberries. Stables like, slaps. It is very good. If you want to impress somebody, take them to Stables. The food is really good. It's expensive. God. You know what? When I have money to burn, COVID, I don't. All right. I'm not going to have money to burn so long as we have COVID in place. Actually, that is not fair. <laughs> I do work still. Get that stimmy soon. That's, Get that second stimmy soon. Right. Come on, Papa Biden. Just. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so <laughs> where was i <laughs> okay, okay i don't know just got way distracted talking about <laughs> oh the sister restaurant stables and the yes. other one which i haven't been to and i already forgot the name what is Rich- it richard's farm restaurant in casey illinois which small anecdote casey illinois is home to a lot of random world's largest things they have like the yeah. world's largest pitchfork world's largest rocking chair the largest crochet hook and knitting needles which they had to prove not only could they just make it and say ta-da it's knitting needles it's a crochet hook they said but does it work and they made them okay. knit just- 12 chain or 10 chains with each to make sure they were functioning crochet hooks and knitting needles <laughs> and obviously they are and it did if yeah. they can claim it yeah Okay, the biggest blanket in the world. Ten chains would be a blanket. A city block. No. It's, yeah. um, it's a lot tall. I think it's... I took pictures. I don't know how big they are. Anyway, that's just a side note. It, Casey, Illinois is home to a lot of random large objects, and you should go check it out. It's a fun little day trip that costs you zero dollars to go check out these things in Casey, Illinois. So, fun little date idea. I know, because I did it. <laughs> So, anyway. I know because I was there. Mm. That's clue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to Moggers. Yes. Moggers Restaurant and Pub is a tribute to the rich brewing tradition tradition that once thrived there. Moggers features a fun-filled turn-of-the-century atmosphere decked out with antique brewing equipment and paraphernalia. Accurate. Uh, and then they talk about the menu. If you guys want to know, the menu features burgers and sandwiches, pizza, salad, steak, seafood, and chicken. <laughs> Which it cracks me up because I think the two n- burgers are the namesakes. So we have a Mogger burger and a Bleemel burger, which the... Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> which I, I have mean... a side note. Okay, well, Matthias Mogger is, you know, the namesake. And then Ernest Bleemel was one of the other founder co-founders. And we have a Bleemel burger and a Mogger burger, both which are very good. Go, like, I literally, I haven't had anything bad 
for mockers. I just want to keep saying that. It's very good food. I almost ingested something bad from Richard's. Oh, I thought you were going to say moggers. I was like, uh. <laughs> no, no. It's This isn't a, a, a slam on moggers or anything. I'm sure someone somewhere enjoys this disgusting mess that I was served. Oh. But that's my fault for not reading. I ordered the side salad, and they said, we don't have side salads. And I said, can oh. I just have a salad and they said we have the mogger salad and i said oh no you got a mogger salad yeah. you should have you should have talked to me and first. so i said what kind of dressing they said it comes with french house and i said oh, they called it french well she said it's, it's house like dressing she said it's like french so i said okay. that's fine i'll take that because i asked if they had a vinaigrette and they said no I said, oh, good. So I got the Moggers. Yeah. I'm well, not going to Richard's then. They also don't we got have... vinaigrette. Come to Moggers. They also don't have Italian. So... We have we have Italian and balsamic. We make the Italian in-house. Okay, well... We make well, every dressing in-house, actually. Your menus aren't quite the same either. Anyway, I digress. Well, I know so, that. I know that. Sorry, I, won't, I will stop getting defensive. I like Moggers, okay? <laughs> no, the restaurant... I've been there twice. It's great. This is my fault. I didn't read. I asked for the side salad. Don't have it. But they have the Mogger salad. I said, give me the Mogger salad. I don't salad. know why it surprises bring- me that they have a Mogger, but I guess that makes sense. It's on the cover. I mean, it says Moggers and Stables on the cover of the menu, too. So I said, give me the Mogger salad. And they bring it out. And it, she immediately sits it down. I said, I'm sorry. I... Did not realize this comes with a mountain of blue cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, I can mm-hmm. deal with red dressing, whatever you want to call it. It was red. That's fine. That, I, I mean, I, I should have, she should have, mm, everyone messed up here, okay? So I get this mogger salad, and it's immediately, I said, I'm sorry, you have to take this back. Can I just have something else? And she goes, well, we have our house salad. I'm like, oh my God, when I asked for a side salad, you couldn't say we have a house salad? Like, okay. Yeah, not to knock them at all. (laughs) I feel like she didn't do a great job on that. Yeah, there's a house salad, which is just tomatoes, onions, and croutons. And then your choice of dressing the mogger salad is in fact, eggs, like eggs, two ounces of blue cheese. (laughs) It's... And then it's two ounces of eggs, two ounces of blue cheese, two ounces of bacon, croutons, and then our house dressing. I, I guess maybe never... I shouldn't have said, Well, it's not like it's a secret. You can dissect what's on the plate. I'm just telling you the, the portions of it. But yeah, no, there's equal parts blue cheese, eggs, and bacon. I've never protested so fast in my life. And I knew she was like, ah, because I said, ah, stop. <laughs> she said, what? And I was like, I can't. I know, because we're both like, I it's can't. like that TikTok you sent me that it's like, I'm sorry, like, kill me and my family if you have to. But like, can I please just get an <laughs> yes. extra dress? That's how I felt like, I'm sorry, you could just, you could stab me. You can shoot everyone in my family. Please. I just, can I have a ketchup packet? Like, that's what <laughs> Right. That is 100% us. But I would. I would stop someone for blue cheese. It's why? Why would anybody want blue cheese ever? I'm usually pretty lenient with my food. If I'm given something and it's got something weird, like olives, I can pick around olives. I can deal yes. with that. Blue cheese, when that touches food, it's ruined forever. And nothing comes back <laughs> after being grazed, grazed with blue cheese. So, well, and it's blue cheese crumble, so there's no digging it out, especially when it's with, no. like, diced... <sighs> 
hard-boiled eggs and well, like diced bacon. If you try digging it out, you make it worse. It falls into the sa- Yeah. So point is the mogger anyway. salad has blue cheese on it. Forewarning, if you don't like blue cheese eggs, if you don't eat ham, there's bacon on it. Just so you know. Yeah. But I was so mad. I am salty that she's like, oh, we have our house salad because that's a side salad. Like literally, there's no question there. <laughs> so. We ooh. digress a lot. Yeah, we've really... This <laughs> listen, you know what? This is a fun episode. I think I am having fun with it. Maybe it's because I know it, but I feel like it's a very like this is both this is all very personal for both of us because it's so like as close to home as it gets just about. And we just we got to have a really fun once in a lifetime. I mean, once in a blue moon experience to actually investigate mm-hmm. this place. So, uh with it being a a still running uh active restaurant. Oh, Moggers also offers two banquet areas with seating for up mm-hmm. to 80 guests each and a patio for outdoor dining. So it actually... Is- I guess that's true. The patio's been out of commission since COVID. Well, since the weather. We had yeah. it even during COVID because we were at like 50% capacity. Like when you walk in, if you're not familiar with the building, you're like, okay, this is a, a okay amount of seating. This is decent. And then you take your around the corner, you're like, oh, there's a lot more seating. And then you look up and you're like, oh, there's balcony seating. And then, oh, what's that? There's more seating back here. And it just like keeps going. Richards is puts that to shame. You should go to Richards. I felt like it was a maze. There was so many different places to go, hallways <laughs> to go down. I was like, oh, there's also, there's a whole other room I didn't notice until Valentine's Day. They had opened it up. It's called like the Willow something. I was just like, okay. And it looked real fancy in Okay, there. fancy. Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. got our banquet room. I would go right now, one, if we weren't recording, and two, if it wasn't whitewashed with snow outside. Yep. Like it is now just a white wall of snow. Yeah. Okay. Back to, I gotta stay on topic, yes. at least for like <laughs> five to 10 minutes longer. This is, and that all came from Mogger's actual website. I mentioned that. This information I'm going to give you is from Spirits 66, which I think is funny because it's spirits like liquor and spirits like ghost. Spirit66.com. <laughs> Aha, I thought it was funny. So, there we go. I really thought it was a haunted website. <laughs> no, I think it really all has to do with... It could just be... Well, I it, it could just be for moggers. I think it's funny. But because looking through these other places, I guess they may not be liquor establishments. I don't know. They could just be... Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, there's a saloon on here. I don't know. I'm thinking it maybe. Maybe I should have read their about about section <laughs> or whatever. Their oh home. well, we're here now, so so we're here to talk about moggers. It doesn't matter. It's a fun little website, and what they have to say kind of mingles the restaurant with the ghost uh, spooky background. So, M Moggers in Terre Haute, Indiana, is known for their champagne velvet beer and a handful of ghosts. They said a waitress is spotted or a waitress has spotted a male spirit leaning over the upstairs balcony and they have a picture of it here on their website. I will say I have uh, looked at this picture. I've zoomed in. I've all but pulled out a magnifying glass and I'm not sure what they're seeing, but they said someone has captured a picture of a ghost hanging over the balcony. When two employees heard footsteps, they both turned around and saw a ghost woman. I don't know how they knew she was a ghost, but I'm super pale. Don't call me a ghost. 
Uh, oh, this mate. Okay, here's, I should not jump to conclusions. I should keep reading. She was dressed in a yellow Victorian clothing, in yellow Victorian clothing, golly, and her hair was pulled back. Other spirits seen at this fantastic restaurant include a burly man, always dressed in a flannel shirt and overalls, a, quote, gray lady, which that's Again, twice, twice lady. now we've had the gray lady, and, yeah. and then a male and female who were mistaken for customers. They said when the waitress approached them to take their order, the couple simply disappeared. I would walk in the back and be like, I'm going to clock out, guys, and uh, not come back. So, <laughs> it says employees love sharing their personal experiences they've encountered, and the food is excellent, so don't hesitate to stop by M. Moggers at 908 Poplar Street. It's actually, is it 908? I guess technically it is 908. It's, there's a couple different entities happening within the building, so it's also 900. It's a little confusing. It takes up the whole... The thing is, it takes up the whole half block. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is So there's ninth and then there's ninth and a half. Moggers goes from end to end. So mm. doesn't really surprise me that it's 900 and 908. Last little bit I'll probably touch on. This is from a local newspaper. It's called Historical Treasure, A City Awash in Beer. Love that title. <laughs> this was written in 2012. I'm really just going to skip... Uh, to the part about Moggers. They talk about it a little bit here. It says, Chauncey Warren and Damas Deming Sr. started the Terre Haute Brewing Company in 1837 at 8th and Poplar. It produced about 2,500 barrels of beer a year, which I'm sure meant some quite was just astronomical numbers in 1837. <laughs> right. Ernest Bleemel used the site for his brewery until Matthias Mogger bought the business in 1848. Anton Mayer and Andrew Kaufman then bought the brewery from Mogger in 1868. With the death of Kaufman in 1869, Anton Mayer became the sole owner. Under his leadership, the brewery was improved and enlarged and by 1889 was producing 25,000 barrels a year. So that's a mere 50 years later. Nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Mayer retired in 1889 and sold the business to Crawford Fairbanks, John Beggs, and Deming. Mogger's Brewery was then merged into the Terre Haute Brewing Company. At this time, it occupied two blocks at 9th and Poplar and produced 30,000 barrels of beer annually. So they really kicked it up in like a year's time. By the turn of the century, it was the seventh largest brewery in the United States. So Terre Haute Brewing Company just making moves over here. Right. (laughs) Parts of the Terre Haute Brewing Company complex still remain, though the names have changed. I think at this point it hadn't been resurrected yet. In 2012, no. Mm -mm. At the time this was written, yeah. There's the E. Blamel Flower and Feed Building at 904 Poplar Street, and then Mogger's Pub and Restaurant at 908 Poplar Street. Terre Haute Brewing Company Building is at 920 Poplar Street, and the now Stable Steakhouse is at 939 Poplar Street. So they literally just took that whole block and they're like, this is ours now. So Yeah. Yeah, like, you stand in the middle of Ninth and Poplar and throw a rock and you will hit a building owned by these people. <laughs> Except for CVS. 
Here's one last <laughs> fun little thing. I, I wasn't going to read on, but I just saw this. It says at one time, Terre Haute could also lay claim to not one, but two of the largest distilleries in the world. The six-story Majestic Distillery, which was 60,000 gallons a day, and the commercial distilling company at Prairieton Avenue and Demarest Street. What? Terre Haute? Oh. What? <laughs> Terre Haute, okay, I know everybody has, like, hometown pride and things like that, but Terre Haute's got some weird little tidbits, and I feel like we've talked about this. Terre Haute has some weird things that it's like, okay, Terre Haute, go off, I guess. Like, right. nobody <laughs> asked you to do that, but... Nobody asked. Uh, right, and, yeah. like, of course, Deming and Fairbanks owning the building, and if you're from around the area, that is very, very familiar. That's two of our parks here yep. and streets. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're just, the names, Terre Haute is kind of a monopoly to a handful of people. Of families. Deming. Yeah. Holman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holman owns half of Terre Haute, at least. They used to. So, I think they pieced well, out, but I don't know. I don't know. Holman Center, Holman Memorial Student Union, the well, Holman thing on Rose Holman. I worked at Rose Holman also for a while. They have Holman. I don't think they're here anymore. They did have that farm. No so no anyway. they're not here anymore as far as i know but anyway that we digress that's the history of <laughs> mogger's restaurant and pub and mogger's restaurant and pub so fun stuff i don't know i know it's my own hometown so maybe i'm biased but like pretty interesting stuff especially about the breweries i know i covered a lot of things that weren't necessarily about the restaurant itself but i think it's interesting no i think it's interesting too so, and may, again, maybe super biased because I work there, but the building does have a very cool feel about it. It's super original to the point where, like, be careful where you, where you step because the boards in this building have been worked down from people walking over them over and over. And the you can see where the distillery, where the brewing happened, or where the kegs were kept, kind of Megan mentioned briefly, down in the basement. They've got holes in the floor. Yeah, just they're like deeper cut holes in the already low down basement, which is easily ten degrees cooler than upstairs, mm -hmm. and that's where they would keep the kegs to naturally keep them colder. So just a lot of cool things happening in the basement of this building and everywhere in this building. So actually, I'm going to start with we're going to go into stories now, and I'm going to start with stories not from us. And our experience there, the time where we specifically went for an investigation. But when I mentioned this to my manager, I was like, you're going to, this is going to sound so stupid, but this is what we do. I do a podcast. We've heard this place is haunted. It, can we do an investigation? And my kitchen manager was just like, oh, it's not. He's like, oh, I think I've experienced like one thing. And my, the store manager was like, are you serious? And just looked at him. And she was like, let me tell you about all these things I've experienced, all these things customers have experienced. I didn't get a chance to get a hold of her because she's a busy lady, but she had pictures from customers, from coworkers, where they've seen things in this building. Namely, the one that she mentioned right away is that people see a little girl in the booths, which I was wondering if you were going to mention that, but people would see a little girl like hanging out in the booth. And then, you know, she's a ghost surprise. <laughs> I feel like people may be keeping the stories to themselves because when I was searching, like, Mogger's Haunted, Haunted, Haunted Mogger's Brewery, like, I found Spirit 69 webs, or 69. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> God. <laughs> Spirit 66. 
<laughs> Spirit 66 website. That was really the only thing I found uh, pertaining to like hauntings at Moggers. So, well, I also believe that I've heard about the people seeing the woman in the era, like period like clothing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've heard about that as well. And I think it's funny because I'll tell, I had a brief experience, and this is what brought me to ask about it and to learn that this place was haunted. I was working a Sunday afternoon, and this was in the middle of the day. This was a Sunday, and I was catching up with, you have you have your shift changes, so you want to catch up with the closers coming in, what you did during opening and everything that needs to, whatever. So I'm standing there talking to the grill cook and discussing what I've done, what still needs done, what going over so he can look at whatever, see what I've done to see if I can go home finally. Yeah. And... Yeah, and we're standing and discussing, and we've got, you know, the coolers that have the food in them, the doors that can open and close, what have you, if you've ever worked in a kitchen. If not, just know that they're in steel coolers that you pull the door down so the food stays cold. The food, we had just opened the door to look to see what we needed, to what to fill. The door had not been touched. I demonstrated when we went for our investigation to Megan and Maddie, I believe we're back there, that the door has a weight to it, that if it's like more than halfway open, it's going to push itself open it's not going to close and i'm sitting there talking to chris after we've been talking well we haven't been talking this long because there's always something to do but it had been about 10 minutes had passed since this door had been opened and in the middle of me catching up chris my co-worker with what had been done you just hear this loud like slam and we turn around and the door behind us the the steel door behind us had slammed closed and he's not a skeptical for he's not like into the ghost thing as far as i can tell and that happened he went Mm-mm. and just like <laughs> walked away and didn't say anything else because i said i was like oh ghosts and he paused a second he's like Mm-mm. and just walked away because there's no explanation for that that door it would have to sit in a very specific spot to be, am I going to close? Am I going to open? It either closes shut or slams open. And this thing, after being open for 10 minutes, just slammed closed on us. And that's in the middle of the day on a Sunday. And I was like, neat. I wonder. So I mentioned the thing about ghosts and they're like, oh yeah, this place is haunted. Don't you know that? And I was like, no, I don't know that. Like (laughs) you guys know I do this podcast. I talk about it all the time. So we discussed it. I mentioned it to my manager. She got all excited, flipped her phone out. And she's like, oh, here's pictures that people have taken. I... We discussed this when we went to Bobby Mackey's, the the room of faces that had the faces on the wall where Megan took the picture in the bathroom and said, do you see this? Cody and Megan saw it. I think Maddie <laughs> even saw it. I was just like, yeah, it's like I don't really like the show, but it's like in Friends when they're trying to show Rachel the sonogram and she's like, I don't see it. Like one of oh them does God. not see the baby in the sonogram. We That's are how not I feel. the same. I was thinking of Mallrats where... <laughs> I can't think of the character name. He's standing, looking at one of those optical illusion things, and everyone walks by and they'll stop and go, oh, it's a sailboat. And he goes, how do you see that? And like the whole movie, he's standing, staring at it. And he can't figure out what it is. I've never even heard of this movie. (laughs) Mallrats? Oh, it's a a Kevin Smith movie. So like clerks and things like that. Chasing Amy. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, because I don't even really watch Friends, but for some reason I know that maybe it's Rachel. For those of you that watch Friends, don't come at me because I really (laughs) don't watch the show. But whoever can't see the baby in the sonogram, that's how I feel when everyone's like, don't you see? Like, here's the eyes and the mouth. Like, can't you see? I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> like I don't, I don't see it. And so my manager showed me, she's like, these are pictures customers have taken. And I don't know if it was personal pictures on her phone or a place that I could get to them. But like I said earlier, I couldn't find her again to ask her where those pictures were. She's a busy lady. And it was the same issue of like the same issue, the same situation where someone would say, look in the booth right there. Like, do you see the person? I swear there was a balcony picture where they're like, do you see the person there? I was like, I'm going to take your word on this. But no, (laughs) I I don't. And I said, take that with a grain of salt because I didn't see the last thing. I don't see these things. There was one picture that I did see what she was talking about where there were customers checking out the basement. And because the basement's not really... It's closed off, but you can be let down there very easily. And I think some customers were curious, not investigating. Yeah, they were just checking out the place. And someone took a picture of this man down in the basement. And next to him is a very, not thick, but noticeable mist just next to him. It's not like someone breathed and there's cold air in the air, cold, like breath in the air or anything like that. There's just like a dense mist right next to this man and nowhere else. And I was like, okay, I see that clear as day. So mists, rods, orbs, things like that, I know we're a little more skeptical on, but it was a very concentrated area of mist. So I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Right. It doesn't get cold enough down there for you to like... (sighs) And you see your breath. No way. No, it is chilly down there. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that cold. Right. So, and then the last story that is not part of our investigation that I was told that I thought was interesting and probably the most question, not questionable, but just like a, how did that even happen situation was again, my manager, she's showing me these pictures, telling me these stories. And she said, I actually have a good one for you. Her and her sister-in-law, I believe it is, whatever, they both work. She owns it. She doesn't own it. She's the manager there, and the sister-in-law works there. They, she laughed about it, which, like, I would, too. She's like, we used to go to the gym early in the morning, like, 4 a.m. early. I was (sighs) like, okay, no, that must be the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, we were at the gym. I was on the treadmill. It is 4 o'clock in the morning, and her phone starts ringing on the treadmill, and she's like, oh, Like, who is calling me at four in the morning? Are you good? So she looks because who would you expect then? And it says it's Moggers, like Moggers phone number, not someone who works at Moggers. It says M Moggers. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm not answering because it's four in the morning. Or she may have, and there is just nothing there. She's like, okay. I would have answered because it's four in the morning. Like, who's in the restaurant at 4 a.m.? Right, right. I, I, I do think she did, but nothing happened. She's like, um okay, Uh -uh. y'all, like, I hope everything's good. So she, after she was done at the gym, went to the store because she's like, if someone was trying to contact me, I couldn't hear them. Like, if something's wrong, I should go check it out. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the store. I don't know. I'm, like, racking my brain. There are no phones that I'm aware of except for up in the office. So, and we have cameras in the building. Don't try any funny business. We have cameras (laughs) all over the building. And so she went and checked the camera footage because she's like, who would have called me at four in the morning? And the camera footage show at the time frame that she got the phone call, there was no one in that building, not a soul in that building. Uh-uh. So, yeah, could she's she like, check, so. <laughs> Is it like a, could you check the phone records of moggers to see outbound calls or anything like that? This was a very brief conversation I had with her, so I didn't get to get into too much detail. Like, she was eating lunch before the lunch rush, and we were getting ready for the lunch rush. So, it was a brief conversation, but 
she made it seem like there should have not been anyone. If we're being completely honest, there is an apartment building above Moggers. It is a separate entity. Like, if they made a phone call to her, it wouldn't say Moggers. Now, I will say one of our associates does live up in that apartment right now. I guarantee you they don't have a landline. It would be their cell phone. Right. (laughs) And could they technically get down into Moggers? Yes, but again... Like she said, she checked the video footage, and they're not. There wasn't anything happening at four in the morning. Surprise! But she yeah. got a phone call from Moggers. Hmm. So, so this prompted us to. Be late. <laughs> what? Truck's gonna be late. I know. Ghost. <laughs> Helpful ghost. That would be devastating, actually. We have had days where we ran out of, like, sour cream and butter. I was like, oh, God, the baked potato. <laughs> so, so we do, we get, we talk to her about all of this. We get this investigation sh- set up. And with the only stipulation was that I don't have a key or a passcode to get in and out of the building. So we needed the kitchen manager to be with us. And he didn't necessarily, like, he gave us a brief tour. I know the place, obviously, but he sort of showed us around anyway to give the other three a look at the building and what they were looking at. But he was just like, I'm just going to kind of hang back and do my own thing. You guys can get a hold of me if you need me. Like, I'll just be here if you need me. And he he did he he 100% brought his Nintendo Switch Lite and just sat and played video (laughs) games. So it kind of, like threw off our groove a little bit but honestly i got over it pretty quickly because i get i get that he needed to be there as not insurance what's what liability he just yeah he knew i wasn't going to do anything and he even though he doesn't know who i'm with he doesn't know these people personally i think he knows me well enough to know that we weren't going to do anything but it's just part of the deal was that someone had to be there so it made sense and it's fine Mm-hmm. So there was, it was almost like performance anxiety that we had for a little bit. Yeah. And then it went away fairly quickly, I think. Because this wasn't like Bobby Mackey's where he gave us a a, his, a history tour. <laughs> and then was like, hey, do you want to do ghost things since we have 10 minutes left? Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm still kind of sad mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> so <laughs> he really showed everything and said, all right, I'm going to be in the shadows if you need me and he did so me it's me megan cody and maddie once again (laughs) at this place the fab four yes (laughs) we do i kind of show them what i know and before i'm kind of glad i saw it i did another run through the building before i had them come in it's funny because i was working that night and i had to finish closing i was like i'll let you through the back but you have to go sit in a bench seat and like i'm still closing we have dishes (laughs) like we'll be done in just a minute so that all got figured out i showed them around the building i found a hole in the wall in the basement before they got there i was like thank goodness and i asked i i asked my kitchen manager is there anywhere in this building we're not allowed to go and he's just like he said something weird i was like i think you misunderstood like is anything off limits He's like, not that I'm aware of. And I was like, okay, cool. Because there's a hole in the wall in the basement. He's like, oh, yeah. And have you been to Beer Heaven? I was like, the what? "Uh, No. (laughs) So not only is there a hole in the basement, there's a hole in the ceiling. Well, sort of a hole in the ceiling. There's a stairway up to it. Casually (laughs) took us to Beer Heaven, which is at the very top of this building. And 
this building is very old. It's gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was expecting when we went up there. The whole attic is completely gutted, except for the corpses of, like, taps and yeah. refrigerators and coffee pots and things like that. Just everything that they're like, eh, and, like, hit up there <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And it's very cold up there. Was there any scary stuff? No, not really. But it was very cool to yeah. know yeah. that there's just this this secret compartment in this building. So, I would say the big hitters were the basement, and then Moggers, as Megan mentioned, has a banquet room, which is usually set up, it can it can ha- house, if you will, up to 200 people. I have actually never been up there myself, because I don't usually work the banquets. I'm in the kitchen, I don't leave the kitchen. Yeah. So, I was like, let's go check out the banquet room. We walk up, and something a little unsettling, we get up there, and there's just... A, a circular table in the very center of the banquet room and nothing else. And one yeah. single light lit. I was like, yeah. did you all do this on purpose? Right, like trying to scare Because it was us. a little creepy. Yeah. And we've got the usual. We've got Ghost Tube. We've got the separate EMF readers. We did bring the Ouija board, not the dousing rods. And it's because the dousing rods were in my car and it was negative degrees and I wasn't trying to go back out there. Yes. <laughs> so we go up in the banquet room. We're just kind of getting a feel for the building, but have these on at any given point in time, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen. And honestly, at this point, we've been walking around the whole building. Nothing really substantial had happened. I don't even know if I would call this substantial. Maybe. But we were walking, Megan had the EMF reader, and we walked past between the table and the one light, and the EMF reader was like, boop, 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 and it like went up to like 1,400 or 1,200? Those, I don't know where it spiked to, but it it spiked when I was walking by, and I swiped it back through, and it didn't spike again, and I like moved it around the whole area and couldn't get it to spike again. Right, and so Cody had walked through that same spot and his ghost tube said something and we're gonna do another recollection here it said jennifer and we're like oh you came back like yeah this is now a running joke with this jennifer thing whether it's true or not we don't know yeah but was it i think it had already said jennifer and i said i think i made the comment that i was like oh like what if that that emf spike that was probably jennifer wasn't it and his phone said jennifer again and we're like uh. <laughs> so, like we're convinced Je- we're like are you up here with like are you on this trip with us again and we are just convinced that she was there with us so Jen- me maddie megan cody and jennifer are all walking through mockers <laughs> she is the third person on this podcast so. yes and we decided i think we decided when we were ready that's where we were going to use the ouija board but we wanted to keep exploring so i took them down in the basement and the basement before we started our own thing one of my coworkers showed me he was like oh do you know about the pictures and stuff in the drawer down there i was like no because i haven't creeped that much and he's like oh yeah there's like weird drawings down in this desk and came down and pulled out this handful of drawings and sure enough there's just very creepy drawings of a lady which is this the gray lady 
that I may can't be. Remember, I can't remember yeah. what he mentioned. They, they, he said, actually, he did say, no one knows who she is, but there's just multiple different pictures of this woman. Now, to be fair, they look like they might have been drawn at first, but they're almost like coloring pages, which sort of diminishes the creepiness, but to me, they almost the had weirdest like- a magazine feel to them yeah but those were the whether they were coloring pages or magazine pages or someone draw drew them and finished them so they felt like that i don't if it was a coloring page that was the creepiest color coloring page i've ever seen right like color the gray lady <laughs> yeah because it was creepy like it was like someone drew it and then had it mass produced but it was just a creepy woman like yeah. kind of a woman It didn't even really look like a real person. So we're like, okay. And this desk is just full of different variations of this picture. And we're like, okay, that's creepy. We go down in the hole in the basement, use the EMF reader down there, use the ghost tube down there. We're getting usual, some spikes here and there, nothing crazy. It is very creepy. Like we just went in the hole in the wall in the basement of an old brewery. Right. That I don't know if it's supposed to be there or not. I suppose it well, it is now because they have water heaters and stuff down there. Right. But a little unsettling. And all I know is I took a turn. There was the hole in the wall to get to this water heater. And then I saw a pile of bricks in another hole. I was like, I gotta know. I was wearing my best hiking shoes, a.k.a. my non-slip work shoes. <laughs> and went over this pile of bricks and looked in this hole in the wall and tilted my head around the corner and went "Uh uh-uh and they're like what is it i was like it's a stairway to nowhere feeling very winchester-y we look in that room and sure enough there's just a staircase that goes to the ceiling yeah and that's it so a little creepy there but again unfortunately nothing too crazy as far as we haven't seen this gray lady. We haven't seen this little girl. We haven't seen... We're talking to Ernest. We're talking to Matthias, trying to get the OG owners out and about to talk to us. Yeah. Not a whole lot happening. So we finally... Long story short about the basement. Not a lot. Really not yeah. a ton. Now, I did use... And we don't talk about this a lot, but... I think I know what you're going to say. The dot? Yeah, the uh, okay. connect. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah... One of the features on Goose Goose Tube. Goose <laughs> One of the features tube. on Ghost Tube is the connect as well, which we did briefly discuss during Miram. And yeah, it's supposed to show when it sees a figure of a person in the camera's view. Mm-hmm. So Megan's using this. Did we see a person? Did we see figures of a person? Not really, but she had it on sort of like an infrared. And suddenly, in just one room, in one spot, and no one else's camera did it, there's just, for lack of a better word, an orb that is following her camera. It's not fixated. It's just sort of following in this one area, in this one room, everywhere she moved her camera. This orb is like... It's just... And immediately my first thought was, wipe my camera off. Wipe the lens off. Mm -hmm. So I wiped that off, went back, still there... It wasn't a light flare. It, yeah, because I was, like, holding my hands up covering lights in the room to see if that's what was covering it, and it wasn't that. Because no one else's camera did it either. So it wasn't a flare. It wasn't anything like that. No one else's phone or connected it either. <sighs> Unfortunately, maybe one of the more substantial things that happened in the basement. There was the creepy yeah. keg room, which I thought was cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Not a t- There's a random wooden door this is, I guess there's a random wooden door yeah. that you open it and it's a brick wall. 
it goes nowhere except a brick wall and i was told winchester <laughs> winchester yeah there's doors going nowhere stairways going nowhere holes in the floor that go nowhere yeah so the door i mentioned it to our kitchen manager and he said that and this is common knowledge to those of us who live in Terre Haute. Terre Haute has tunnels underneath it, which eventually I'd like to find out if there's any way to get in them. Because that brick wall wall is walling off one of the tunnels that exists. And there's tunnels underneath Indiana State University's campus. That's why there's, there's certain places on the campus that you walk and the bricks like shift because there's just... I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just yeah. this unsettled earth and like air because there's tunnels. So Moggers has tunnels as well, I guess, that led to one leads over to like where the CVS is, one leads towards campus, which makes a lot of sense. So creepy things, not a lot substantial in the basement, unfortunately. It is a very creepy, creepy atmosphere, but we decide it's finally time. We're wrapping up what we've done down there and we're going to go up to the banquet room to do the Ouija board. We set up, we picked like underneath the one light in the whole banquet room. We set up the Ouija board, the yeah. four of us. And it's interesting. This is the first time we've properly used a Ouija board in a long time, like at a table where everyone can actually put their hands on it, not in the back of a car or yeah. <laughs> anything like that. And we start asking our questions. We set our intentions you do all the safe stuff you have to close your circle make sure you're only talking to the people that you want to talk to which specific at first we were trying to talk to matthias and Ernest because they were the original owners of the building they didn't want to talk to us so we're like you know what whoever wants to talk to us and we start saying like yeah if you would like use our energy go ahead and talk to us L- little bit of movement here and there mm-hmm. lots of distractions because as cool as moggers is as haunted as it claims to be Right outside these windows is Poplar Street, which we've talked about a lot. And you can hear cars. And there's a train half a block away, which luckily a train didn't go by now that I think about it, because that would have been awful. That's true. Lots of traffic that we had to deal with. It was very distracting. So we kind of just, like, shook off the dust. We Again, we had performance anxiety a little bit because of my manager who had to stick around but that was not that he was judging or anything he was literally just playing his game but i'm like i feel like he's at least listening like these people (laughs) he wasn't listening it's okay (laughs) he's very he was very focused so we shake off the dust we're like i'm i'm realized none of us had ghost tube running so i was like you know what f it i'm gonna open my ghost tube sit it down on the ouija board put our hands back on the thing and i think immediately my phone was like Thomas. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Thomas is weird. We've never gotten a Thomas. Uh, and there's no Thomas in Mogger's history that we're aware of. And I was like, oh, is this Thomas? Is this Thomas that we're talking to? And pretty much immediately, the most movement on this board is just... The planchette was like, oh, me? Starts starts <laughs> across the board. Yeah, I was like, is this Thomas? It's like, mm, and starts immediately kind of floating over to yes. The problem is, <laughs> it's We've had spooky things happen. We've experienced a lot of scary things. This is no secret. That's why we're doing this podcast in the first place. Right. It's been a while since I feel like we've experienced anything really substantial. So that happened. And immediately, for those of, us that, for those of you that may be seeing this, this video footage, me, yeah. Megan, and Maddie all at the same time went... Like at the point, <laughs> like big eyes, like, uh, uh, like this, this homie's really moving right now. 
Yeah. Like, ba- based on a question that we asked, it was interacting in real time. We're like, oh, shoot. Concentration was broken. Like, I think we all just sort of, like, it caught us all so off guard. We're like, oh, shoot. And then, because you really have to focus. Like, Ouija boards don't just happen. Right. It ta- It takes energy. It takes focus. It takes concentration. And that concentration was broken because it caught us all so off guard. Yeah. And it knew it's like the board knows it's weird whether you believe in this stuff or not it's like the board knew the second consultation was broken it stopped it moving stopped. and we're like no yeah. no no like everybody like pay back attention like get back to the the planchette that was it was going somewhere it was gone and like mm-hmm. i didn't feel anything i was like oh gosh this was like this could have been something because i i right. trust everybody in that circle and actually a lot of us at that point were so startled like hands started coming off of the planchette and it was still going so i believe no one there was like oh yeah this is thomas because we had no reason to do that and yet right. it happened and you know we couldn't get it back we tried right. and between the traffic performance anxiety the break of concentration just a lot of factors nothing else happened and i didn't want to keep him there all night we didn't want to be there all night we had been there for a while at this point mm-hmm. and we're like i think i think maybe it's time to wrap it up and we tried using the emf for a little while longer ghost to a little while longer we I'm couldn't looking. get thomas back or whoever it was back yeah i'm looking at some pictures i took um Okay, yeah, we did take pictures and things like that as well. Just to see if I got anything. I did take, I took a picture (laughs) of the balcony. I'm not seeing anything unusual. Uh, I really should have maybe looked at this beforehand, but took a couple of pictures. There's one picture of the banquet hall I'll have to show you. There's Mm -hmm. an orb, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I'll let you guys be the judge of that if it's actually an orb or dust. It is an older building, of course. We've talked about yes. that. Okay, now here's the thing. I have a picture of Beer Heaven up in the, the attic. Yeah. No orbs. N- not even that, a little bit. That was just, like, full of dust. Sorry, I saw a really funny picture. Well, if we do use this video, I'll go ahead and show you, you guys. This was Beer Heaven. Okay. Okay, it's a creepy picture. I'm that I actually was so focused on like I almost felt like I was hosting the place because I worked there so I didn't really get a lot of pictures myself. So, I mean, obviously not very well kept. There's a lot going on. There's Potential for dust on. is high. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> There's like weak spots in the floor slash ceiling. There's the balcony that they talked about. This is not the picture the woman <laughs> said, but this is where they said they saw somebody hanging over the balcony. Okay. And now, here's a picture I have of upstairs. Do you see that? What is that? Yeah. It's a live photo, so... Go back. It's a live photo, so I'll go ahead and... It just flashes. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, because there's nothing up there. There's nothing. And there's no windows on that side. That's actually a brick wall over there. Nobody's walking by... I don't even know what you're saying at that point. I can't tell what we were doing, but I'll try one more time. A convenient place for something. I took that at... We hadn't started the Ouija board. This is the first time we went upstairs. So, huh. And then we heard Jennifer, and then... Yeah, that was all upstairs. 
Oh, here's a super creepy, um, we told you there's apartments up there. This is within Moggers. This must have been an apartment that they, like, did away with and then turned it into the banquet hall. Look how creepy this kitchen is. <laughs> Ugh, look at that stove. <laughs> yeah, it was an itty-bitty stove, itty-bitty kitchen. And then I have a very long video of me doing the connect. So, haha. <laughs> yeah, so that may be... Yeah, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but of course, um, we'll probably post this on Patreon. But this is for people who can't see. I've got uh, a long recording of the Connect and infrared. I tried in several different... And so you can see the dust here real bad. I was going to say, this is down in the basement where that static orb was happening. Look at all that dust. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, I'll post that. It's a very long video. I can't even tell you how long it is. Um, it's 12 minutes, so... Okay. We'll get that on the Patreon as well, but we're jumping ahead, so... Yeah, so... Um, I hate to do this, but that's sort of it for Moggers. Yeah. We, I had... I don't know. I had high hopes. I kind of felt like it felt like a perform like it felt like I had a performance to do for me because I worked there. I was like, "Oh, this place has got to be good because I work there and I've hyped it up and I got to talk to my manager and got this place available for us after close." Minimal. Minimal. Yeah. And this isn't there aren't outlier stories. I feel like there's a number of people who say that there are some spooky things that have happened, including myself in the middle of the day. I haven't right. worked there very long. I've probably been there since, oh, I gosh, I don't know, August or September and it of 2020. I don't know what time you, you all be, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> this is 2021. I've been in yeah. there since whatever, probably like five, six months. And yeah. I've had that weird experience where that door slammed closed on me. The, my manager talked about how she, random doors had closed on them. The phone My call kitchen manager who said he has... What's that? The phone call at 4 a.m. The phone call at 4 a.m. My kitchen manager who was like, yeah, I've experienced like one thing, talked about how the door didn't close on him. A door randomly opened on him. And he's just like, well, that's weird. And just chalked it up to like air or something. Which is an old building. I suppose that's a thing. But like as far as like my food door closing, no. Mm -hmm. I showed them. Here's the, the thing. Exact Almost... Door. Almost everything has happened during business the hours. Because customers say that they see the little girl or the gray lady. Servers have said they've tried to serve ghosts. These are all during operating hours. I'm wondering if we actually did it wrong. If we should just go in for lunch and be like, we're going to be here for a minute. And then just like hang out. I mean, I get Ouija a discount, like, so like I'd go. Don't look at us. <laughs> well, we could go up into the banquet hall during the day. And be like, hey, mm -hmm. don't bother us. That'd be a pretty easy thing to do. I like yeah. as far as just for speaking between the two of us and everybody hearing it. Like I could very easily because yeah. the banquet hall is usually used for weddings and things like that, which have been have diminished greatly because of COVID going on. It's the banquet hall is still being used from time to time, but it's open. I'd say eighty percent of the time. Yeah, we should try that just to give it one more give it one more shot. Right, me. People are gonna I'm think we're all nuts. the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm there all the time, but not with the intention of ghost hunting. One quick night trip doesn't feel like it was enough. No. I feel like this is going to take 
future visits. Mm-hmm. And again, as long as I work there, I feel like that won't be hard to obtain. Yeah. So, so. I think with that That's really odd fizzle out, we should probably rate mockers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Restaurant I, and pub. It's like my least favorite part. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, thinking. Depending on depending on how the story panned out, it's either like, oh, now we got to come down and rate this or like, oh, we're here now. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Uh, even this first one. Okay, so the first thing we're going to rate is the historical accuracy, which I still think is going to be strange. It is. Because it, they say it's haunted, but n- no one said who it's haunted by. It's just these random people. So, I feel like I have mine. I've got mine. I think I'm. Okay. I think I've got ready. Yeah. And this is going to be delayed, so we'll see if we'll see if it works. Okay. Okay. Ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, four. Two. Oh, hello. <laughs> I just. I mean. I guess, I don't know why I did that. There's a lot of history. It's an actual building. It's just, there's nothing to tell you why it's haunted or who haunts it, so. And that's exactly why I went for it, too, is there's plenty of history with this building. It's a very old building. There's a lot to it, but nothing that lends to any ghost stories. Like, history is one thing. I could say my my house has history, but there's no ghost stories. That's true. I jumped the gun. I'll take it down. Can we meet in the middle? Meet that old Georgia. <laughs> I'm saying it too. You can go down to a three if you want, but no, it's it's rough. I'm giving it a two because it has history, but that seems kind of silly because literally anything that's ever been in existence has history. But I mean, it could just be as earnest. As, it could be mogger. Yeah. No, I know. It went through a lot of. It went through a lot of owners, and it went through a lot of big moments in history like the prohibition and like the just i don't know God, two. i'm going with i must two. I'm have sorry. really jumped on that four i don't know three. i don't know you'll take me to a three just okay just add a three fine okay so next is gonna be scare level three two one zero zero it's not scary and maybe it's because i i mean i've cried in that place but not because of ghosts (laughs) (laughs) that walk-in has seen so many tears oh my gosh the walk-in the back patio just everywhere everywhere is covered in tears (laughs) yeah it's not scary it's it's really it's more interesting and like i said maybe it's because we're biased and it's local and i work there and all of these things but it was more like i was very interested to know about it and look around and see what was there it was yeah not scary yep so the last thing would be believability i i know oh what i want to say okay i think <sighs> i'm so okay. sad I'm sad. Ready? Three, two, one, one. I almost went one, but it's everyone else's stories. I know it's not our own personal, so maybe I should go lower, but... Right, and I actually, you know, I could, I realize I'm thinking of our night, but given Lisa's story, and my story, and Mikey's story, and customer story, and pictures, maybe I could come up to it too. I was really just taking into account that night that we went, but... Really, 
weird stuff in the middle of the day, inexplicable things in the middle of the day. And I could go ahead and rack my brain now and say there have been plenty of times where just a quick, you don't even think about it, like, what did you say? And someone's like, I didn't say anything. And you're like, oh, okay, never, sorry, I thought I heard you. Because it's a loud kitchen. Or you think yeah. you see someone wa- this is like this is a very silly thing something i didn't mention which is that we have the tickets that print out when people place orders because duh how that's how we know how to make your food and there was one day where every single time for like a good hour stretch i would i would be cleaning something and then i'd turn and be like oh there's a ticket and there's not but literally i turn and go oh and then the ticket would pop out. It's like I could hear it happening. I would turn and go, that's because it has a very distinct sound. Everyone says they have like, they're like triggered when they hear that sound. They're like, oh God, I hear it in my dreams. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just sounds like an old like dee, 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 ticket. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you can't mistake it for anything else. And there were, it was like three or four orders in a row where I went, oh, there's a ticket. I need to go check on it. And I'd go and there's no ticket. And as I'm walking away, then the ticket would come out. I'm like, helpful ghosts i told you the The truck's gonna be late (laughs) i know yeah the first time i was like okay i'm just hearing things because i'm on edge like making sure i don't miss these tickets the second time i was like all right that's a little weird the third time i was like am i just psychic or something because this is getting stupid and it just kept happening where like we would look at the ticket thing and there'd be no ticket and it's like oh and then the ticket would pop up so silly things that you don't think are ghostly activity because you're at work in the middle of a double and you don't want to think about ghosts you want to think about going home so i don't know i'll go up to a two i'll go up to a two i just feel like my next response should come after our last rating which is overall yeah and we're throwing math out the window we've decided is kind of like our overall is just do we believe it versus the history versus what we experienced and yeah it's just a combination yeah yeah i've got mine ready yeah three two one one One. hey we agreed on something (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna have to be another visit it didn't it didn't feel right honestly from the get-go i liked the trip i liked being there i liked showing my sister and my girlfriend and my friend this place that i work and how cool it is and all the history behind it but it wasn't it didn't feel like a investigation even though that's 100 percent what we were there for yeah i think it's just just gonna take another trip and maybe completely switch it up like go at two o'clock two o'clock on a saturday when it's not but well the weekends are always busy but it's just (laughs) we have weird schedules so we would have to go on a weekend day right but yeah, I'd be, be down. Interesting. It'd be interesting. We'd have I know. to sneak that hungry right in and too, be like, don't so. look at us. I know, but I'm not leaving the house. Are you kidding me? I would turn you guys around and show you, but I don't no, want to put snow, the camera it's, back. It's just a white wall of snow on my porch alone, actually, because I have a slatted, I have like a, a brick porch that has like the holes, because the bricks Could are I laid turn? every other brick. And I mean, I'm I probably have three around. inches of snow on my porch. Oh, where it has yeah, blown uh, through the holes. It's just an absolute nightmare out there. But yeah, so um, I'm gonna eat s- here. I think we're gonna make chili, so I'm very excited. <laughs> I love chili. Um, so that's Moggers. That's unfortunate. I just feel I'm I'm bummed. Yeah. I was so excited to give you guys something crazy for where I work because it's such an interesting building. Yeah, with a lot of it's gonna take fun history, more exposure, and more intentions. Yeah. Yeah, but 
this whole episode was just kind of, it was fun in general. I had fun reading about the history of Terre Haute and of Moggers, and we're trying something new. You may and not even hear this. It, and we'll I have to do can. it. <laughs> I should have gotten a second can, but you're lucky I didn't. Hopefully we don't have to do this episode over again. Hopefully this Zoom call works, and um, <laughs> You'll depending find out. on video... Uh, Sorry, I just, like, kicked my desk. Depending on video quality, you may also get a little treat and get to see us actually perform. And I'm telling you, it's awkward. Awkward. It's, <laughs> it's as so awkward, awkward as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this was fun new way to do things. Thanks, Mother Nature, for forcing us, forcing our hand to do something yeah. different. So... Thank yeah. you guys for tuning in and listening to another episode of Or So They Say. If you like what you hear, you can find us uh, on all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Or So They Say Pod. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Or So They Say Pod. That is a monthly subscription that you can sign up for if you just really, really like us and want to help us out. And starting at a dollar all the way up to $10. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. We get it though, times are tough, so we've come up with another way for you guys to donate, and that's through our PayPal, which is a long, complicated link that I will share to you guys instead of telling <laughs> you. Uh, I don't know if you can search us, or so they say pod, on PayPal, but you could try. I could try. <laughs> <laughs> let you know but we'll post a link for that as well and you can donate anything you want to to paypal and it's a one-time donation also exciting news we have merch so you can find that at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod we've got all sorts of stuff we got t-shirts and bags and masks and so on and so on so check all that out and uh thank you guys for checking yes. in yes Thanks That's for it. sticking around. That's it. That's the end. <laughs> Have a fun snow day. All right. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. We both Bye. just in peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening.